welcome, welcome, welcome to Tilt. Happy Monday, everybody. But let's call it Face the Music Monday. The team didn't make the cut, so what? Sit back and watch the real ball of strut. It's your boy OG, and if the first time joining us, Tilt stands for talking in lamest terms. Have to hide your gear? Try again next year. Things just don't hit the same when your team not in the game. Walmart has Kleenex on sale. Tell them your boy OG sent you. Annie up. Let's get to it. First, we're going to talk about my man, Damar Hamlin, and his miraculous recovery. Uh, he's up. Uh, he's he's FaceTimed the team. They took the trach out of his throat. I mean, this is great news. And the Buffalo Bills showed out yesterday for him. Uh, I'm, I'm glad the young man is doing well and uh, because that shouldn't happen to anybody. He put the football world on notice, uh, and I'm glad he's doing well, and I, I hope for a speedy recovery. Now, I don't know if you've noticed what I've noticed, but the college football championship is not getting a whole lot of pub. I wonder why. Uh, Georgia and TCU, they get it on tonight, but like I say, the pub, I haven't really seen any commercials except for a couple today. But you got the Horn Frogs against Georgia, and Georgia is the, is the major favorite. They're favored by 14 points. But I say, if it's close, give me them Horn Frogs. You got to break it down. If we going by quarterback, I'm taking Duggan from TCU over Stetson from Georgia. Because if you remember, in the Ohio State game, Stetson finally realized that he's not who he thinks he is. When Kirby Smart made him take a knee with 40 seconds to go and before halftime. Because any other time, he'd have been like, come on, let's get a field goal, let's get something. Lost a little bit of confidence in his quarterback and don't think that 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 that, that did not go unnoticed. Offensively, offensive-wise, I mean, Georgia's not a juggernaut in, 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 in with their offense. And TCU, TCU can score on anybody. Like I said, they play seven top 15 teams. They're battle-tested. They're not scared. But if they get behind to the Bulldogs, it's going to be a long day. But if I'm going offense, I'm still taking TCU. Now, the defense, you know, TCU's up for the challenge, but that Georgia defense, they're some dogs for real. So I had to go with Georgia on that. Special teams, I'm also going to go with Georgia. Just athletes all over the place. But coach, the coach, I'm going to have to go with my man, Sonny Dykes. If your name's Sonny Dykes, you got a chance. So, and like, I, like I've been telling people all week, Texas, that should be your next head coach. Because Sarkeesian is getting fired. It's a matter of when. And you got the guy right, right in Fort Worth to take his place. My man, Sonny Dykes. Let's move on. Uh, boxing over the weekend. We had Tank Davis against uh, Garcia. And I, I will admit I've been a little hard on Tank lately. I've, I've said numerous times Tank is talented, but he's not special. But he waited this guy out. And he, he laid him down. I, I can't take anything away from him. The first part of the bite, fight was rather boring. The fight outside the ring was probably better than the fight in the ring. But Tank got him out of there. Uh, this guy, I mean, if you wanted to quit, dude, if you're a boxer, you need to go out on your shield. The I can't see and uh, he didn't know where he was. Come on, man. But remember, Devin Haney said he had to kick this guy to the gym for not having any heart. Tank just exposed it. He got him out of there. It was a good performance by Tank. Can't take anything away from him. 
you and Ryan Garcia, please get it on. Like I said, I'm tight with boxing right now because nobody wants to fight anybody. But come on, Tank. If you if you get it on with uh Ryan Garcia, I'm not gonna say anything. Uh, this should be a shout out to Crawford and Spence. Give the people what they want. Cause after a while, don't wait for it to be like Floyd and Pacquiao. Because it, I give it another year, and Spence is gonna go up to 154, whether his uh boxing mate is up there or not. He's going up, and Crawford can stay in the 140 to 147. He's got some challengers coming up. He Haney's gonna eventually come up after he beats up a couple more people at 135. Moving on. Bad news for the Nets. My man KD has an M MCL sprain and supposed to be out for two weeks. Okay, Kyrie, quit the hero ball. You're going to actually have to lead now. Reaper is on the, on the sideline. So let's see how you do. We went 18-2. Uh, We're trying not to go 0-18. Do your thing. Now, also in the news, the coaching carousel, Levy Smith got fired from the Texans late last night. That's two coaches in two years. Black coaches don't stand a chance in, in, for the Texans organization, so don't apply. I'm just going to say it. It was chicken shit. It wasn't Lovey's fault. I, I wished he had never took the job. But, hey, opportunity is opportunity. And with what he had, three wins is more than enough. But maybe getting yourself out of number one pick by losing yesterday, that, that might have been a straw that broke the camel's back. I don't know what they were doing. I don't know what they were thinking. Maybe Lovey knew he was getting fired, so what the hell? He's going to go out on a winning note. So not mad at him, just mad he took the job. And Texans front office, get it together. Because the talk around town is you don't want Bryce Young. You don't want Stroud as quarterback. You want this kid from Kentucky. <sighs> Another five years. Uh, waiting for a quarterback. I'm just saying. Also, uh, Cliff Kingsbury was uh, relieved of his duties uh, before noon today. Uh, man, I think Cliff got a bad rap, but he he didn't do a good job. He didn't do a bad job, but it, it just wasn't enough. And the little on-field flares with Kyler Murray were getting too personal and getting too public. So uh, I think Cliff will bounce on his feet. I I don't think he'll go back to college. I think he'll wait out a couple years. Might give another shot at the pro, the pros. But I think if he went back to college, he he would be one of those dudes that could recruit. So, not really worried about him in that aspect. But uh, also, let's take a deeper dive into the coaches that maybe should be fired or will be fired. I mean, you have the jobs out there. You got the Colts who are looking for a coach. Jeff Saturday was not the answer. And if they if they sign him to be the, the head coach, yeah, that guy, the owner, is more than a nut job if he brings Saturday back. You have Carolina, the Panthers need a coach. I think uh, coach they have now, Wilts. I think he's earned that job, but they're not going to give it to him. They're trying to make a splash, but he deserved that job for putting up with all that this year. Three quarterbacks. And they almost won the division. Albeit under 500, they still almost won the division. You got the Cardinals now looking for a coach. And you have uh, the Broncos looking for a coach. You have the usual suspects out there. Uh, Harbaugh. You got Sean Payton. You got Lovey Smith. You got Frank, Frank Reich. Uh, you know, who, never know who else is going to pop up. These uh, offensive coordinators are getting the nods now, so... We're going to see. But we're going to go into the maybe 
get fired after this year. The Chargers coach is definitely on the hot seat. He played those guys. He played Bosley yesterday. He played Mike Williams yesterday. The guys got hurt in a meaningless game. If he does not win the playoff game, I'm pretty sure he's getting fired. The Browns, Stefanski is not the answer. DW4 is, if you watched him the last couple of weeks, he's rounding in the DW4. And he can't put up with the Stefanski and, and his terrible play calling. They fired the Browns fired the defensive coordinator. Hey, wrong coach. Look at the top. He need to go. Then we have the Vikings, you know, with the Wonderkin as head coach. He was the OC for the Rams when they won the Super Bowl. This guy is terrible. Despite the record, they've been blown out four times this year. He may need to go. If they get blown out in this playoff game, I think he will go. The Cowboys, I'm just going to say, I'm as a Cowboy fan, is this, this weekend, we win either way. If we win the game of Tyre Tom Brady, great. We start our run. If we lose, it's time to get rid of McCarthy. Sean Payton's out there. Bring him on in. But if we lose in the first round, McCarthy's got to go. McCarthy's got to go or Kellen Moore's got to go. Somebody's got to go. Then we're going to on to Washington. I like Riverboat Run. The owner situation. I maybe would give him another year just to see what's, what's, what's... Ron hasn't been a bad coach, given the circumstances that uh, he's been under. Ron's not a bad coach, so I might just put that one in my pocket. Uh, We're we going to stave off Ron getting fired, but, but I know there's been talk, so we're going to see. And this, then we're going to go to the Saints. This guy was a defensive coordinator. He was the Raiders head coach at one time. It didn't work out. Some guys are coordinators, and he is one. He needs to go. And also the Raiders. Uh, the one, the wonder boy from the Patriots, Josh McDaniels, he is not a head coach. And I don't know what else you got to see uh, to know that. I mean, because when he was the head coach at Denver, he was immature. And I, I think he's grown up a lot, but that's he's still not a head coach. He's the coordinator. All right, now let's jump into the big boys and what happened this weekend. We're going to start off with Saturday, uh, Kansas City against Las Vegas, 31-13, Kansas City. I mean, it was like it pretty much was a practice. The Raiders look horrible, except for Josh Jacobs. And my man, Devontae Adams, they did their thing, but they could only muster 13 points. Uh, Raiders are out of it. Like I said, Josh McDaniels is not the answer. Neither is the quarterback Stidham. He's been a journeyman since he's been in the league. Why he's taking reps, I don't know. Hopefully they'll draft the quarterback in the in the draft because it seems like David Carr is out of there. Also Saturday night, we had Tennessee versus the Jags for the playoff spot. 2016, the Jags. I'm going to just be real. The Jags did not deserve to win that game. They're not ready. They're, they're going to be ready next year, but they're not ready. I think Josh Dobbs did a great job of coming in for six days and even getting that close. If it wasn't for the, the fumble at the end of the game, I think Tennessee wins this. But the Jags pull it out. Uh, good luck in the playoffs. Now, on the Sunday, Tampa Bay against Atlanta. <sighs> If you're a betting man, do not ever pick Atlanta. 
because they never win when they're supposed to, and they never lose when they're supposed to. Tampa, Tampa lost 30-17. Brady played one quarter to break some uh, completions record. I'm like, dude, you played 20 years. All those records are still not going to make you who you think you are. As I've said on numerous occasions, Tom Brady is the most accomplished quarterback. He is not the GOAT. Okay, moving on. New England versus Buffalo. 35-23. Buffalo, come on. With DeMar Hamlin in the hospital and the team amped up, you knew what was going to happen. Bill Belichick has never had a kickoff ran back on his special teams. Well, on Sunday, he had two. New England didn't stand a chance. Hail to DeMar Hamlin. Moving on, Minnesota against Chicago. I don't even know why they played this. No Justin Fields. 29-13. The Vikes finally beat somebody. Moving on, Baltimore versus Cincinnati. 27-16. Uh, Cincinnati, no Lamar, no chance. That's all that needs to be said. Uh, moving on, we had Houston against Indianapolis, the most mind-boggling game of the day. If Houston loses this game, they get the number one pick, plain and simple. They win 32-31, and it's, it's like they were purposely trying to win because Indianapolis came back. They could have just folded 10, you know, great showing. But like I said, maybe Lovey knew the end was near, and he wanted to go out a winner, and that's what he did, 32-31 Texans. Moving on, Jets Vince Miami. Jets, no QB, no playoffs. I don't know how how much planner it can be to you. Here's an idea for you. That guy, Baker Mayfield, is going to be on the market this, this uh, offseason. You might want to sit him down and talk to him. Because I think he's the guy that at least gets you in the playoffs. Moving on, Carolina, New Orleans, 10-7. And like I said, Wilkes. Should get the job in Carolina. I know he won't, but he should get the job in Carolina. All things considered. Uh, moving on to Browns versus Pittsburgh, 28-14. Uh, it's going to be next year for the Browns, even with the fans gears coach, coach mucking it up. But my man Mike Tomlin still has never had a losing season. Uh, the Steelers pulled it out at the end and uh, got over 500, so... Kudos to Mike Tomlinson, one of the best coaches in the league. Okay, we had the Chargers against the Broncos. Well, don't look now. There was another Russ sighting, and the Chargers played all of their starters. After all the hate Russ has received this year, well, how come he's not getting any pub for winning? Because that guy that was out there Sunday looked like Russell Wilson. And like I said, I, I, I thought all season that he was hurt. If Russ starts cooking, we just he they're just waiting on the head coach. And I think they'll be what I thought they were going to be this year with the right man at the top. And it looks like it might be Sean Payton. Sean Payton or Harbaugh, either one of those two will be good with Russ. And we're going to see how it goes. Okay, the Giants versus the Eagles. 22-16. Jalen Hurts shakes off the Russ. Get him get some get some back on 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 the number one spot. And, uh, man, they talking about he lost the MVP because he took two games off. Man, Jalen Hurts is the MVP. Point blank, period. Then we had Arizona against the 49ers. 
38-13. Still not sold on Purdy and the 49ers. I'm just not. Because Shanahan finds a way to muck it up every year. And I just, okay, Purdy's had a five-game stretch. Okay, you can we can take the fluke thing off. It's the offense or whatever, whatever the case may be. I still think they're primed for the upset in the playoffs. Don't be surprised if they go in the first round. You heard it here first. Then we had the Rams against Seattle, 1916. Geno in the clutch. Geno, Geno uh, broke out the, the track shoes and got them in field goal range, and they win it late. Uh, kudos to Geno. He had a good season. Uh, don't get it twisted. He not Russell. But I, I think they might just pull an upset in the first round of the playoffs. Then we had my Cowboys against the Commanders, 26-6. to Embarrassing is not quite going to cover it. Dak was horrible. The defense was just as horrible. The coaching was horrible. Why the starters played this game, I have no idea. Okay, after the first half, Dak drove down and scored before halftime. Okay, take everybody out. You'd seen enough to know that Dak was not having a banner day. So, I don't know. Was he in there trying to shake off the rust? Or was he in there trying to uh, further along his interception record for the year? But he's got 15 on the year. But think about this. He has 15 interceptions. So does Davis Mills for the Texans. Worst team in the league, pretty much. The difference between Davis Mills and Dak Prescott, Dak's team's going to playoffs. Think about that for all this bashing that Dak's getting. And it is on Dak uh, to a certain extent because he plays up or down to his competition, and you hear that all the time. And he's Mr. Politically Correct when he goes to the microphone. Like I said, we win, win, whether they win or lose this weekend against Tampa Bay. But like I said, I want to see Tom Brady walk off with his helmet in his hand, thinking about who he's going to play for next year. So come on, Cowboys. Let's, let's do what we do. Let's win. And the final game of the night, Detroit against the Green Bay Packers. 2016 Detroit. No more Aaron Rodgers shenanigans. Get away from the microphone. You are not walking away from $60 million. So cut the shit. I'm just tired. Get out of front of get from out front of the microphone. You're not saying anything profound. You're Brett Favre the second. Don't go away mad. Just go away. Nobody cares outside the Packer franchise if you come back or not. You've had a great, great career. When it's time for you to go to the Hall of Fame, you're going, no doubt. But you are an absolute asshole. Taking after Brett Favre, greatness sometimes come with things. And your, your superpower the whole season has been, you're an asshole. Like I said. Don't go away mad. Just go away. All right, now we're going to break down the playoff scenarios for you. Who's playing who? You got the 49ers against the Seahawks. I think the Seahawks are primed for the upset. You got the Chargers and the Jags. Despite, you know, the Chargers having people hurt, they should dispatch the Jags. But like I said, if they don't, coach is getting fired. You got the Dolphins against the Bills. If Teddy Two Gloves is not starting this game, the Dolphins have no chance. You have the Giants and the Vikes. That's a toss-up. They're both frauds. It's a toss-up. 
You have the Ravens and the Bengals. Let me be clear. Lamar is not on the center. Center, the Ravens have no chance. And finally, you have the Cowboys against Tampa Bay. Which Cowboy team will show up? I wish I could tell you, but we'll see. Okay, enough about football. We're going to segue into college basketball first. Now, look, I tried. I really did. The current state of basketball on any level is horrible. No fundamentals, no discipline, no love, no nothing. But I made a consorted effort this weekend to sit down and actually watch some games. Like I said, if you're watching anything outside the top 15 in college basketball, you're wasting your time. But let me tell you where it all went wrong. Most, Like I said, most of the talented kids are not even going to college anymore. They're going to G League or they're going overseas. You've got these high school phenoms going to these prep schools who have, you know, they're not playing anybody. Just They're just the most talented athlete on the team, and they pretty much do what they want. Then they play real competition without the fundamentals they're, they're needing. Because in these high schools, from what I've seen, they're no longer developing players. They play a system. And in that system, as long as you're at the spot you're supposed to be or pass to who you're supposed to pass to, there's no development. I doubt half the kids in college know what a drop step is. You know, post play is pretty much gone. Every, they just run it down the short, the court shooting threes. Dunking and shooting threes is not basketball. I mean, you new age kids might think it is, but it's a lot more to the game than that. But it's ridiculous. And that's why college basketball is so bad. That's why the Euros are taking over the NBA. Because they're fundamentally sound. I'm going to give you, Luka Doncic is not athletic. He's six foot eight. He's big. He's a horrible shooter. But if he gets to his spots, just like any pro, he's going to hit it. He's been doing it since he was 16 years old. And you know why he's good at? He's fundamentally sound. And his U.S. players are not. In my day, if you playing a guy... And he hanged 50 on you. You could have 45. You could have 52. You didn't do anything. First of all, you're not hanging 50 on me. That, that, where's the pride? You know what I'm saying? There's no pride. And like I said, I watched college basketball this weekend. And outside of my Tar Heels and Duke almost losing, there was no joy for me. We had... I'm just I'm not even the the rankings are going to come out later today. But like I said, if don't watch outside the top 10, if you're a hooper, real hooper, because it's, it's going to break your heart how terrible, terrible it is. And if, I'm just going to give you an example. Alabama played Kentucky this week weekend. They blew them out. I have never seen a Calipari team get beat like that. And the Tar Heels played Alabama earlier this year and went to triple overtime, but we should have beat them three times, but Caleb Love kept throwing the ball to the other team. So I'm thinking, you know, Cal's team, you know, they're a bunch of athletes. There are no lottery picks on that team. Trust me. They're all five stars, but they're horrible. They don't play together. They have no chemistry. And every they're, these guys are shooting threes. They can't make 10-foot jumpers. But they're shooting threes. It's the mind frame. Now, we had eight upsets in college basketball. That that tells you how the parity is. Because if you want to see real basketball, you're going to have to go to the girls. Because they, they still play real basketball. You had Arizona. Number five, Arizona, Arizona lost to Washington State, 74-61. to 
Number 13, Arkansas, lost to 22, Auburn. Not bad. This is a top 25 team, 72 to 59. You had number 14, Wisconsin, lose to unranked Illinois, 79-69. You had number 15, Indiana, losing to North unranked Northwestern, 84 to 83. It was a good game. Then we had number 17, TCU, lost to number 25, Iowa State, 69-67. At number 19, Baylor, lost to unranked Kansas State, 97-95. Come on, Bears. What, what are you doing? Since my daughter graduated, you, you guys have been down, football and basketball. Uh, number 21, New Mexico, lost to the running Rebels, unranked running Rebels, 84-77. And number 24, Ohio State, who's been on the slide since they lost to my Tar Heels, lost to unranked Maryland, 80-73. Man, I'm just saying. Uh, college basketball needs, a, needs to be fixed, uh, and basketball on the high school level needs to be fixed. That's all I'm saying. Now, we're going to jump into the NBA. Uh probably the last part of the show i'm just going to break down these teams uh from their divisions first let's go to the atlantic division you know boston boston is in the number one spot they're coasting right now but they got problems jason tatum still not ready and joe Mazzula is not the guy to take them to the finals the nets been on this big winning streak they still need a big and now that kd's hurt it's really going to be a problem. So next time we talk, I'm pretty sure they won't be in the number two spot. But I could be wrong. Nobody never, nobody didn't think they would get that far. So we'll see. The 76ers are in the third spot in the Atlantic. And the Embiid and Harden uh, experiment is not working. And with Maxi just coming back, they have no chemistry at this point. Embiid can score 1,000 points. They're not going anywhere. One of them is going to be gone. Not saying at a trading deadline, but probably at the end of the year. The fourth spot, the Knicks. I mean, the Knicks are playing better. They're holding up the fourth spot. But Jalen uh, Brunson is not a franchise guy. The big contract and all that, like, I, I don't understand. He's not a franchise guy. He's not going to lead them anywhere but out the parking lot. And at the bottom in the Atlantic, you have Toronto, which I can't believe uh, with the talent they had, but the in, the injuries are basically holding them back. Uh, they got Siakam, and uh, he's he's come out of his shell. I think they'll make a run at the end of the year, and I surely don't think they'll be in the last place in the Atlantic in the next month or so. Moving on to the Central Division, you got the Bucks. The Bucks are coasting right now. No Middleton. They'll sustain once he comes back and they get their chemistry uh, together. Like I said, Giannis is Giannis. Uh, they're not going to fall no further than third or fourth spot if they don't get it together before the playoffs come around. The number two spot in the Central is Cleveland. They got a great young core. Once again, Donovan Mitchell is not a franchise guy. He's a good number two. He's a good number three. The 71 points mean nothing. He's not taking them anywhere. He's not the guy. Number three, Indiana. Indiana, and is, they are young and ahead of schedule. Nobody think they would be thought they would be this good this soon. Young Halliburton at the point, he is the real deal. But it's not going to be their year. They might make the playoffs. They just might make the playoffs, but we'll see. Holding down a fourth spot in the Central is Chicago. 
Injuries and talent. Zach Levine is inconsistent. DeMar DeRozan is consistent, but he can't get any help. No Lonzo Ball hurts them more than anything. I see a trade coming. Holding up the basement in the central is Detroit. Uh, with Cunningham, with Kay Cunningham gone for the year, they're just taking their lumps. We'll see how they fare out next year. Okay, now we're going to the southeast. Miami. Jimmy Butler, not a franchise guy. They, uh, it's Pat Roddy's uh, blueprint. They're tough, gritty, but like I said, Jimmy Butler's not a franchise guy. Atlanta, holding up number two spot. The uh, inner turmoil between the players and the coach. They're still in the, in the, in the two spot. I think uh, Nick's probably going to be gone after the year or maybe before the trade deadline. Him and Trey Young don't get along, and that's not going to work. The number three spot, surprisingly, is the Wizards. They need a true leader, Bradley Beal. He's my man, but he's not it. Here's the thought. Bring back John Wall. Yes. Bring back John Wall. With the young talent you got, you probably can do something. But as constructed, they're not making the playoffs. And if they do, they're going to be the eighth seed, and they're going to be out in the first round. That's all I'm saying. The four spots of Lando. Lando's just young. They're up for the challenge. Uh, they've been surprising uh, people beating the top teams, but they're no way near ready to challenge anybody. Uh, so basically looking towards next year. And holding up the basement is Charlotte. LaMelo needs to grow up fast. You got too many me, me, me guys on that team and with Bridges gone. For the domestic violence, they don't know if they're going to get him back or not. Uh, they need to get rid of some of these guys because there's too many me, me, me. And LaMelo is the right guy to run the point. But, hey, you can't keep everybody happy if everybody's crying. So, come on, Mike. Get it together. Now we're shifting over to the west. Uh, in the northwest, the Nuggets are in the top spot. Jokic is not a franchise player either, but I'm going to give him his props. He's been doing his things. Uh, Murray can't stay healthy. Neither can Porter. I think their window has closed, even though they are holding down the top spot in their division. Uh, second in division is Portland. Great additions, but Dame's been hurt most of the year, and I don't think they're going to make much noise this year, even though Chauncey's done a good job. Uh, they may make a run at the end, but that remains to be seen. Number three, the Timberwolves. With Cat on the shelf and Anthony Edwards not taking a leadership role as he should and Rudy Gobert pretty much being a bust, I don't know where they're going to end up. Maybe they'll get it together before playoff time, but we'll see. Fourth in the Northwest is the Jazz. A big surprise. They came out smashing everybody uh, when the season started, but now they've fallen back to the pack. Uh, Laurie Marketing, he should be a starter in the All-Star game. He's He's been balling all season long. And, of course, uh, Jordan Clark, he's, he's going to be fighting Russ for sixth man of the year. But he's already ready to go. Uh, fifth spot in the Northwest is the Thunder. If they keep the core together with Shea uh, at the point, they're going to be hard to beat. Like I said, they got the best GM. They got the best GM in, in basketball. He has an eye for talent. Uh, KD, Harden. Russ, just to name a few, 
And he usually don't miss when he picks guys. Okay, move, moving on to the Pacific. You got the Kings, who stole the show. I, I said the Clippers would be the surprise by also break. But nope, it's the Kings. Kings, surprise team. They run the Golden State's offense better than Golden State. And they actually know how to use a big. The Golden State does not. Wiseman's been sitting on the bench for pretty much the whole year, while Saponis has been just doing his thing in the offense. So where's the disconnect? But the Kings are holding on to the top spot. Number two is the Clippers. Right now, the Clippers have no chemistry because Kawhi plays like every five games. Paul George is doing his thing, but uh, Ty Lue's got to be frustrated. Uh, even the bench is hurt. So the fact that they're in the two spot says something. Number three, the Suns strictly depends on Booker's health. CP3 is done. They know it. Campaign is not the answer off the built off the bench, but Lee, I would start Lee and bring Chris CP3 off the bench, but his ego won't let him do that. So they're holding down the three spot, but they should be okay when book book comes back. Uh, four spot, Golden State. Steph's hurt, but they can't win on the road. They couldn't win on the road when they had Steph. So I don't know how this is gonna shake down, but they gotta find some uh some way. If they don't trade Wiseman for another trigger man, they got to find some way to get this young man uh, acclimated to the program. They got to get Kamunga to, to, to play his role because he's, you know, I'm pretty sure Steve Kerr has tried to define his role to him, but he's a me, me, me guy. He's playing for his next contract. He's not playing for the team. I don't see them repeating this year. And holding up the fifth spot in the Pacific is your Los Angeles Lakers. And the Lakers are not going to be good until they get LeBron off the ball. He can score 40-45, but when it comes down to the better teams in the district, they're not winning because he won't get off the ball. You see they won games without him in the game because the ball gets shared. He's not holding it for a whole half. But, hey, that's just me. Last, we got the Southwest Division, and we've got the Grizzlies holding down the number one spot. And basically, maturity is the key. Ja and the boys need to stop all of this talking and just play ball. And they have for like the last couple of weeks. And that's why they, they're holding down the, number, the top spot right now. Just play. Stay humble. When you get, uh, you know, when you get the ring, then you can talk to smack. All these guys are pros. So, number two, Pelicans is all going to go down to Zion's health. Not just Zion's health. Uh, Brandon Ingram has been hurt a lot lately, too. But they've got a vet like C.J. McCallum to, to shoulder the load. And some of those guys coming off the bench are just uh, they're just basketball players. They're just gritty. They're going to do what it takes to, to stay in the game, if not winning. So we'll see. And Dallas, Luka is not a one-man show. Luka's doing the same thing Russell Westbrook did for three years. But Russ got scrutinized for it every, every game. But somehow, Luka's, oh, oh, my God, this is incredible. Russell Westbrook averaged a triple-double for three years. Luka's not averaging a triple-double. He shoots too much, he can't play with another star, and he's bratty. But, as I told you, they want Luka to be the face of the NBA because he's a star over in Europe, and they can expand the brand. That's all it is. I'm not impressed with Luka's game. Like I said, he, he's big slow. He can play. I'm not taking that from him. He can play, but I've seen better. And last but not least, bringing up the rear, the Houston Rockets. 
hey, the Rockets just taking their lumps. They got a lot of talent. Uh, I don't know if the coach is going to be there after this year, but they've got a lot of talent. They just they just need time and a couple more pieces, and we'll see what happens. Well, that's all I have today for my breakdown. As always, I'm O U T.